Hey, good morning, Kate First. Uh, so I'm so excited to be here with you guys digitally uh, for our Sunday morning service. Uh, on behalf of the staff, and especially from me, I hope and pray that this Sunday morning uh, is restful for you all, that after our Christmas and the holiday season that we're in, as we prepare for New Year's Day and uh, the new year, that this Sunday especially will be restful for you and your family, that you'll take time to be home and just be around loved ones, maybe even on plug from social media for a day or who, whatever works for you. But we pray um, that today would be especially restful. Um, and as we gather together, that's our hope um, for this message. And as I was working on the message for the Sunday morning, I was really wrestling with how do we, as Christ followers, prepare for 2021 after such uh, an intense and tumultuous year as 2020 has been? You know, what is it uh, are, are the things that we can do and how, how can we center ourselves as Christ followers for a new year? Uh, and as I spend time in scripture and have just been praying, uh, I felt like the Holy Spirit led me to this passage in Genesis 12, more so for me than anyone else. But I found it to be extremely life-giving and very practical for myself in, in grounding my thinking and having some very practical steps, uh, things to do as, I be, as we walk into 2021. So if you, if you will, turn with me uh, to Genesis. It's the first book of our scriptures. So if you have a physical Bible, you can flip there or just open up your Bible app and turn there with me. Uh, Genesis 12, uh, I'm going to be reading verse 1 through uh, 4 ish. So it reads, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So from this passage, I have four observations, one kind of clarifying piece, and then just some practical application points. So to begin, I want to bring some clarification to the term blessing or bless. It's used many, many times in such a short passage and in so many verses. And Pastor Dave did a, had a wonderful sermon a couple weeks back on the blessing of God. And if you haven't listened to it, I'd highly encourage you to go listen to it. But for us today in this passage, um, I want us to focus and understand the term blessing and God speaking to Abraham, I will bless you, um, as peace with God and right relationship with him. Again, blessing, God's blessing, is peace with God and right relationship with him. And a passage I feel like beautifully encompasses what this looks like and what kind of is the end goal that God and humanity and history is working towards and straining towards is in uh, Revelation, the last book of Scripture. Um, so in Revelation 21, uh, starting at verse 1, it reads, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. 
Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And even as you read through the story of Abraham and all the craziness that's in there, God continually shows himself to be at peace and present with Abraham. So again, all this is to clarify, what is blessing? As God speaks to Abraham, he says, I will bless you. But what is that blessing? The blessing is the peace with God in right relationship with him. And in this passage, we see that God calls to Abraham to go on a journey that even though he says, I will bless you, it's not like all of a sudden everything's all right and the world's all right, or that Revelation 21 just materializes out of nowhere, but that God calls Abraham to a journey towards this blessing. That his, I will bless you and, is, and, and Abraham has to go and walk into that blessing. And I feel like that's very similar to our situation, that we, we know that through Jesus Christ, his death, his life, death, resurrection, and ascension, that we have peace with God, that we are assured of this, and that the end goal, that the picture that Revelation 21 paints is the end game of all history, but we're clearly not there yet. And so, like Abraham, we're on that journey. And there's four observations from this story that I feel like for me especially, have been very helpful and clarifying to, to the, what this journey is going to look like and what it may entail. So the first one is uh, there is loss on the journey. Right off the bat, um, when God calls to Abraham, he calls him from some things. He calls him from his country, his kindred, and his father's house. And I don't know about you, but I feel like 2020 has definitely fallen into this this category of loss, that it's been a painful year, whether it's been a job, the death of a loved one, the craziness of, of the politicalization of culture in America, or who knows, but I believe every single one of us have experienced deep loss this year. And this has been helpful for me because it tells me it's a part of the journey that as God calls us to be a part of his king, kingdom, to be members in this society that Revelation 21 paints, um, that we will experience loss all the way to the core of our being, either the father's house, that in Abraham's uh, society, the culture that this text comes from that your immediate family was the closest you could be and that that is part of the journey's loss. Um, and so that's the first observation. Uh, observation two, there is blessing on the journey. And this is the good part. You know, it's some, it's always discouraging. I don't know about you, but for me, especially is to get, be getting ready for a journey. And then all of a sudden someone comes along and it's like, hey, just so you know, it's going to be really hard and painful. It's going to be a lot of loss. And, you know, are you sure you know what you're doing? Um, but it's more of the, it's the, the, the loss in the journey is not to overwhelm or even take over the blessing that's on the journey. Again, the blessing is a right relationship with God and that this will be a part of our journey that as we move forward and even as we experience loss, that God promises to be with us and God shows himself faithful um, 
to be at peace with us and have right relationship with us. And in the story of Abraham, this, this theme constantly is unfolding as Abraham tries to get things right and keeps moving forward and messing up that, that God is always there and that God is the one who seeks restoration in the relationship and peace in the relationship. So there is blessing on the journey. The third observation is our blessing is not for ourselves. It is for others as well. In verse two, the second half, it reads, I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And at the end of verse three, it says, and in you, Abraham, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So as we go on this journey, and as we find ourselves blessed and at peace with God, that our being blessed will bless others around us. And this is a sign of, of am I even on the right journey? That as we, we struggle to, to follow after God and stay true to what he calls us to, especially moving into year like 2021, we can know we're on the right path when, it, when we see that other people's lives are blessed because of ours, whether it's in small ways, so, such as uh, just showing up and, and caring and being a, a good coworker and caring for our coworkers or loved ones, or maybe in bigger ways. Um, but as we go and, and are blessed, that our blessing is not for ourselves, but it is for others as well. The last observation is God makes this all happen. Uh, if you notice throughout the these short three, four verses, the phrase, I will, is used five different times. And this is crucial for all this because in thinking about how do we get to this peace uh, with God, how do we have this right relationship with God, it's easy in our humanity to say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to figure this out. Like, I can do this, you know. Or if you're Abraham, you know, God told me to go here, but now I got to struggle and work and I got to make this happen. But this passage reminds us that it is God who is the one who makes all these things happen. It is God is who is the one who blesses and brings the blessing and brings it to fulfillment, brings the picture painted in Revelation 21 to fulfillment. It's not on our shoulders. It's off of our shoulders. And this is a beautiful thing that now we can let go and trust God with, with all these things that we oftentimes see as results that it isn't on our shoulders. This isn't up to us. So again, the four observations are there's loss on the journey. There's blessing on the journey. Our blessing is for others and God makes it all happen. So maybe you're like me and you read this and you think about these observations. You're like, eh, that's, that's pretty good. Like, I like that. But like, so what? Like, what does that matter for my life now? What does this matter for 2021? What does this matter for being a Christ follower in the 21st century? Well, I'm glad you asked because I really feel that this, this story has even more for us and gives us some practical things. So first of all, I just encourage you that why does, how do we go forward and why does this matter? It matters because Abraham's reaction to God's call is a beautiful archetype of how we are to follow after God. It's a beautiful illustration and some practical pieces to following God on our journey, especially after a crazy year of loss and going into a new year like 2021. 
So the first thing is, uh, and following the example of Abraham, is simply going and obeying right off the bat. In the beginning of the passage, we see that God tells Abraham to go. And then later on, past the passage we read, the author shows that Abraham was obedient to what God has to say. So what, what does going and obeying look like? What could that look like for us in 2021? The first is go with others. So in verse 4 through 5, it reads, So Abraham went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot with him. Um, Abraham took his wife Sarai and his brother's son Lot and all the possessions that he had gathered and the persons whom they had acquired in Haran, and they set forth to the land of Canaan. So in our passage we read, God speaks and calls Abraham, but when he goes, he does not go alone. And I believe even though we look at this and you're like, well, all these people are his family, you know, um, I think what matters though, more than anything, is that Abraham did not go on this journey alone, that he rallied people around him. Even if they were loved ones, he rallied people around him to go on this journey together. And coming out of year, this year and going into 2021, I think it's crucial for us to go with others, to find and rally around our inner circle, around our lives, other Christ followers who are pursuing um, God's blessing and who are pursuing uh, this journey of following after God and living into the kingdom of God and doing it together. The second piece, obey, uh, looks like remembering who makes it all happen. In verse 7, uh, shortly before that, it talks about how Abraham makes it to Canaan. And then it reads, uh, The Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And building an altar is a way of remembering, of physically remembering this isn't up to me, even though I, you know, even though Abraham was in the land physically, where God had set the promise, that it wasn't up to Abraham now to make things happen. That even God affirms uh, to your offspring, "I will give this land." And so, for us, it's uh, as we're going and we're going with others that together and individually, we're remembering that God is the one who makes this all happen. And especially in times of trial, that it's not up to us to make the, the blessing of God fall on our lives, to see the blessing of God impact the, the, our loved ones, friends, family, coworkers around us, or to make even the kingdom of God come, to, come down from heaven to earth, that it is God's. So again, the two practical steps are, are go with others and remember who makes it happen. And to close, I just want to share just some practical tips, things that I'm trying to, to implement in my life and have found helpful for me uh, in, in taking this passage and making it real and living into it in my day-to-day -day life. The first thing is, is get intentional with a few Christ-following friends. Um, that as you prepare for 2021, I cannot recommend enough to, to seek out the friends or family, loved ones who are following after Christ that are in your life and just have a conversation and get intentional with them and say, hey, I would love to be intentional this year about our, our journey, our faith together 
that and whatever that looks like for you and me being intentional with people I love and my friends about my faith will look different from whatever you do. So sit down and discuss what that could look like. You know, maybe get a small group of three to five friends or if you want to go bigger, you can, or if you just want to be a couple of you, that's great. But the point is, is just sit down and get intentional with some other Christ followers and say, let's work together to live out our faith in 2021. The second practical tip, uh, and this is something I do every day, is pray the Lord's Prayer. Um, if you don't are familiar with the Lord's Prayer, it's simply the prayer that Jesus gave his disciples. Um, you can Google it. You'll find it real quick. Um, I'm sure you can even find a nice print of it at Hobby Lobby if you really want to put it up on your wall. But I encourage you to, to say the Lord's Prayer daily because this is this helps me remember who makes it all happen. The Right off the bat, uh, Jesus uh, gives us this prayer and it says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And it immediately turns our focus away from ourselves and we remember who God is and that the work of heaven coming to earth is God's. So it's a beautiful prayer, and it's from Jesus, so there's probably not any better prayer on earth to pray. Um, but I encourage you to, uh, to pray that uh, daily or as often as um, you feel is best for you. And lastly, I'd encourage you to read the Gospels. This is something that's been super beneficial for my life. I've been reading kind of back and forth and jumping around in the Gospel of Matthew for a little over a year now. And there's so much richness to it. And the Gospels are so beautiful and they're all unique on how they, they tell the story of Jesus. But I encourage you to read the Gospels because in our striving to, to be obedient to God and to be obedient to what Christ calls us to, we need to know what Christ says before we can even be obedient. And so reading the Gospels just familiarizes us with what Jesus teaches and, and what he encourages his disciples that were with him on earth to do. And then it gives us small practical things that we can live out in our day-to-day -day lives. But most importantly, being in the Gospels continually brings us close in proximity to Jesus by remembering what he said and what he did. And for me, I find this super life-giving. And this isn't to shame anyone or to put any weight on anyone. These are just tips. These are things that have helped me so much in my own faith and in my own discipling after Jesus. And then when I think about 2021, I really believe uh, these are a few practical things that will set me on a trajectory for hope that after a year as 2020, uh, I desperately need hope, but I know it's not going to come from this world. And so looking to the story of Abraham as a guide for how to live in the journey, knowing that that Revelation 21 is coming, but it's not here yet. That looking at Abraham's story gives me some guides and direction and how to live out my day-to-day -day life here and now. And even these practical steps, my prayer is that you'll take them and, and make them your own and, and do things with friends or on your own time that bring you closer to Christ and continually shape him uh, into shape you into Christ's image. To close, let's pray, and then we'll be done. God, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. That's new every single day. Lord, we pray for 2021 
God, that you would be with us, that your spirit would guide us, and that as we strive after you, God, that we would see the fruit that you give in our lives, that you would prepare us for the work that you have set in store for us. doesn't matter if it's big or small, God. I pray that as a community, we would be people of hope, especially after such a year as 2020. And God, I pray that hope will not be based in anything we do or think, but will be solely in you, just as Abraham's hope was solely in you. We pray these things in the name of Jesus.